On this week's Global Flavors, we're exploring a taste of the Philippines. The Philippines is an island country of Southeast Asia and the Western Pacific Ocean, and it's actually made up of over 7,000 islands. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Marvin Gao from Holy Gao about the delicious flavors and the diversity of Filipino cuisine. Marvin starts by telling me how his food journey began. I came to Hong Kong around 12 years ago, but I didn't start in the F&B industry. I think I started only six, seven years ago. I guess I kind of, you know, wanted to go on a different route on my on my working life so I figured since I've been fascinated with food ever since I was young so I went to a culinary school here in Hong Kong first a part-time one at night just to see just to gauge myself also to see if I really want to do this or I want to be in this industry and then after which I started in a uh, few restaurants here in Hong Kong, namely uh, first was Chino and then next was Carbone. And then after which I decided to open my own restaurant, which is kind of like a fusion because not really, I would say traditional Filipino food, but I would say the components, the tastes are there because I want also to cater not only to only uh, Philippine people here in Hong Kong, but as well to the locals. I want them to try, you know, try more of Filipino dishes, slowly, I would say. And so how would you describe uh, the flavors of, of Filipino food and, and also your own sort of fusion? <laughs> Most Filipino food are usually for because usually Filipino food, we eat it with rice. As rice is a staple. So usually the food are quite salty. Either salty or sweet. Or saucy. Yeah, or saucy as well. So I tried to tone that down just to cater to more local people. Because, you know, I guess Hong Kong people, they don't really like their food sweet. Especially desserts. Usually it's a compliment when they say it's not too sweet. And then the saltiness, I also try to adjust to cater as well. And usually people nowadays, they don't really like to eat rice as much. People are on a diet. Yeah, in why a... is that? Growing up, it was like, <laughs> yeah, eat more rice. True. So in my, in my restaurant, in, to combat that, I change it to cauliflower rice. So I don't serve the the regular rice, rice regular rice yeah. i just serve a uh, cauliflower rice and what's the reaction been to that actually i'm quite surprised that not a lot of people are aware of what cauliflower rice is some people would think it's cauliflower mixed with regular rice but then as i try to explain to them it's mainly just cauliflower just blended into like a rice form after which after they taste it for the first time, they quite like it. And then I guess it's also a feeling of, you know, you're not, you're eating something healthy. So, which also makes it that they feel better after, especially during lunch. Because usually lunch, so you heavy. don't want yes. something too heavy or else they say they'll get sleepy after. So, which I do concur as well. 
But the bosses are thanking you, <laughs> <laughs> so that the employees are not falling asleep afterwards. True, true. Yeah, um, and going back to your cooking journey, you, you mentioned you went to uh, cooking school here in yeah. Hong Kong. Was there a moment there that made you think, right, I'm going to switch from my from my then career? I think mm. you worked in finance yeah, before. Yeah, I did. Um, was there a defining moment you think, right, I'm going to make the switch? I think around halfway. Through the culinary school, I I already know in in mind that I want to switch. There wasn't really something that I would say something or a particular event or something that I did that made the switch. It's just I guess over time in my mind, like I kind of made it up, made up ready to switch. And although I know it would be hard, then I still you know. With, with good for you to, yeah. to to follow your own <laughs> dreams and passions uh, because yes. I think that's it. life is too short to true, true. to be doing something you you don't really want to do. True. Yeah. Um. In terms of a uh, uh, cooking school, uh, did you learn a lot of techniques from there, or did you already know some of them already? Because you mentioned you grew up around food. Although, I would say it's quite different when you're cooking at home oh, and yeah, you're you're learning something. Yeah, learning something professionally. Especially, I do learn quite a lot more working in the kitchen rather than at culinary school, because I think everything is is in a rush. Like you don't really get to to hone your skills and everything, because the time is not that long. And then compared to when you're working in the kitchen, you you do the same things over and over again daily, and then. You get the hang of it. You know what works for you, what works for other people. Because eventually, some things it's easy for you. Like some things you work in a different way, but then the result is the same. Because I tried to, I tried to put that in mind as well. Because I would say some people are better at other things than what you're good at. Exactly. But then, as long as you arrive at the same destination. Arrive at the same destination, same food, same quality. Then, yeah. Well, very quickly, <laughs> let's talk about uh, what makes Filipino food so unique. Then, I would say, at first and foremost, Filipino food is quite underrepresented here, especially in Hong Kong. Usually, when you tell local people you're gonna go eat Filipino food, their first thinking it's usually those cheap like what you see in worldwide usually where the domestic helpers go eat or it's those filipino restaurants with wherein they have a bar and karaoke which is really the traditional filipino food i guess because there's not much filipino food to choose from as well that's why they have this thinking that you know it's mainly just fast food fast or, food yeah like that but then uh in terms of taste, I would say it's similar to what most Southeast Asian countries taste like. Even the ingredients, I wouldn't say there's a very particular ingredient. It's just a mix of this ingredient and that ingredient, which you can also find here in Hong Kong. Yeah. Especially in Asia as well. You, there's no particular ingredient that's really... I would say if mainly it's just a uh, calamansi. Oh, yeah. It's really a particular. It's, it looks a bit like a lime, like it, green. It tastes. 
it tastes uh, uh, sour as well, but then there's a slight sweetness to it, that mm. which you can't really pinpoint it on lemon or lime. That's right, calamansi. So, but yeah. then I see also like all other cuisines are also using calamansi nowadays. Even Japanese cuisine are using calamansi nowadays. So, I wouldn't say it's it's really that particular ingredient, but then I think that's what uh, set uh, Filipino food apart yeah. from mostly other Asian food. Okay, well, Marvin, uh, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your restaurant? Have you got a social media? Oh, uh, I have a social media on Facebook, on Instagram. Instagram, it's uh, Holy Gao. Uh, many would ask why it's Holy Gao. Actually, it's der- derived from the phrase that you usually say when you try something good it's holy cow since my family name is gao jw so i tried to do that you know to make it more memorable i guess very clever (laughs) i like it well thank you so much marvin for your time this week and in next week's episode maybe we can talk a little bit more about some of the popular filipino dishes and maybe some of your personal favorites thank you so much thank you as well